you know, even today I was, I was, you know, trying to pray throughout the day and there was a lot of times through when I was trying to pray that it was kind of difficult a little bit, you know. It was, have you ever been there where it was kind of you tried to pray and it's just like, it's almost like, man, I can't even get the words out almost, you know, and just, you know, but, you know, I, I, it's funny because when I step into the pulpit in this place, it was just like, it just flowed, you know, it just flowed right out of me and, and, and that's the corporate anointing. That's us coming together. So people wonder why we come together. That's why. Because it's not just for what I give or what I get, but it's for what you give and what you get. Amen? And so uh, the things that when we come together in faith, there's something that's released. There's something that God is just able to do. And, and I, I, I guess I don't fully know why or understand it. Maybe if I thought about it, I would. But it's good enough for me that he does it and that I know it. And so I don't need to fully know, uh, I guess, unless I was asked. Ask it on a faith fixed question, and then maybe I'll get the answer, you know. But, uh, but praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. And I'm so excited for tonight's message um, just because it's it, it's just it's just a good message amen um, where tonight's message is called living life spirit led glory to God and we're going to be talking about living life spirit led but we're I, I, I want to encourage you on one thing tonight if you think you know how to be led by the spirit I want you for the sake of the the, the message that's going to be preached tonight to just lay that 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 pride down a little bit to just lay it down on the ground and just be like, okay, I'm just going to come at this like I've never heard it before. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And the reason I want you to do that is because I believe that you'll receive something that, uh, that, that, that will help you in, in, in a way that you haven't seen it before. Even if you, you're, you're spirit-led every day, if, even if you're spirit-led every minute, maybe you're a, a faith giant and you're spirit-led every second, I still would ask you to do the same thing, amen? Because there's never, uh, there's never something that we, we won't get on the word when we come in faith. But I know that God has had this message for this group of people for this time and anybody who tunes in, praise the Lord. So if you're tuning in, you're not here by accident. Glory to God. Even if you maybe, maybe you're like, yeah, Pastor Jeff, I know that. Praise the Lord for you. We're so thankful for you. But even, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, people that might tune in later, if somebody listens later on, you know, it's not going to be an accident. I don't believe that God works by accidents. Uh, praise the Lord. And so... Uh, we're going to be talking about being, uh, living life spirit-led. Amen? Now, there's, a, there's, there's some different standpoints on this. If you talk to different denominations, you're going to get different ideas of what being led by God's Spirit is. I'm going to present this, this to you today. You're just on the onset of this. That my goal in preaching this message is to not preach it from a denominational standpoint. Glory to God. And so if you come from whatever background, it doesn't matter. I believe that we're going to be sticking with the Word of God. That's the, that's the goal. Amen. And if we stick with the Word of God, that would supersede any preconceived thoughts that we had about it. Amen. And so I think that that will help us. And, and maybe you're super spiritual and you're just like, well, you know, I, I'm spirit-led all the time. I don't necessarily need this. I'm just going to tell you, as the pastor of this church and our other church, I need this teaching. I needed it as I was researching it, as I was, as I was learning it, and I needed the things that God has taught me through it. Amen? And the things that he still brings out every time I get into these scriptures. And so I would encourage you uh, from that standpoint, amen, to stir yourself up. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. But I have some things I want to start with before I actually get into the meat of the message. And this is kind of an introduction, and it was a little bit different than the way I normally do. Normally the way I, it seems to me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, 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 
uh, you know, they could, in the world they call it con uh, obsessive compulsive about some things. Uh, you know, I, I kind of see it as a, as a trait. Obviously, it can be manipulated or it could be used in the wrong way. It can get out of hand, those types of things. But, you know, in, in some areas of my life, I've really seen how it's a, it's a blessing. And as I get older, my wife would say amen to that. Amen. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I, I have this thing about how I prepare messages. And what I mean by that is I prepare them. They, they might come differently to me, but the, the, the outline always looks the same. I usually start with a scripture or two. And then I have a, uh, a, a set of scriptures that is probably more, that's more of a body. And then oftentimes there'll be another scripture, which if you've ever been in the back, you've seen has been uh, in bold. And that's to tell me that that's scripture I'm just going to have somebody pull up. I don't know why I'm sharing all this, but this is just my method, amen. This is just the way I do it, but uh, uh, this is the way that it's kind of developed in me over the years. And, then, and this happened by accident, by the way, or at least what I thought was accident. And then so then I have that scripture, and then I have another usually Set, usual set of scriptures, and then I have a closing scripture. Amen? And so it, it, it oftentimes goes like that, and, and as you know, I, I usually don't get to, to at least half of them, but I don't always follow that if I have to, but I do get a little bit, if it doesn't work that way, I get a little bit like, come on, God. You know, we're, we're breaking protocol here. Praise the Lord. But that's okay with God. So today what we get is more of like, I got the message, and I was like, well, that seems awfully short, and not exactly the way that I see it should be laid out. But then there was two more scriptures that were added to me. And I'm not even going to have you turn to those scriptures. They're more of an introduction. But we are going to pull it up here. And I would strongly encourage writing these down and going back to them later. Amen? Because these scriptures will help you. Praise the Lord. But before I get to those scriptures, I want to say this. You don't have to cross 20 bridges uh, down the road. Cross the one that you're at today. And this is the heart of the message that I'm preaching today. Spirit-led is an amazing thing. It's a wonderful thing that God has given us. Hallelujah. He has given everybody it. He's given it to the Baptists. He's given it to the Methodists. He's given it to the Pentecostals. And if they'll accept it, he's even given it to the Catholics. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. He will give it to just about anybody. You know, I say that jokingly. Not, not, I mean, not joking. He will. He'll give it to anybody. Praise the Lord. Uh, but Because but, God just wants people who are hungry. And if they'll stick to the word and they'll be hungry for the word and they'll go after it, God's spirit is, is there for them. It's for anybody who has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. How many say amen to that? See, we didn't just get salvation, we got a spirit too. Now we have our own spirit, but we got a spirit to help that spirit. Praise the Lord, because that spirit doesn't know what to do with itself, amen? But his spirit being on the inside of us certainly will, does and will, amen? Praise the Lord. And so I, I get excited about that. But you don't have to worry about the 20 bridges that are coming. You don't have to worry about the big things that are coming down the road. Now, if, you, if God gives you something, he says, okay, this is what I want you to, to shoot for, to aim for, and this is a big thing, and you're going to look at it down the road, you can, you can be excited. But even if God gives it to you, if you're not standing there facing it, you don't have to worry about it. If you don't know what to pray about it, you can seek the Lord, and if he hasn't given you anything to pray about it, then you don't have to worry about it. See, what the, the wonderful thing about what, what the Lord does, and we're going to see this in Scripture, is he gives us what we need to know when we need to know it. And this is why we need to be spirit-led. Because he'll give us what we need to know when we need to know it. And if we follow that spirit, we'll be effective at what we do. It's that simple. It's the easiest thing in the world to be spirit-led. Now, it's not always the easiest thing in the world to overcome yourself, to get spirit-led, but uh, it is the easiest thing in the world to be spirit-led. He made it so simple. Amen? 
Praise the Lord. So simple that a, uh, that, that a, that a child can do it. But the first thing we have to know is not, not to worry about the 20 bridges that are coming down the road. We only worry about the one we're at today. Amen? Amen. Whether it's crossing it, whether it's burning it, whatever we got to do with it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so we're going to st start with one of my, my go-to favorite scriptures, Psalm, uh, Psalm 37.3. And, and we're just going to stand on the, the, the first part of this for the, the sake of this message. Trust in the Lord and do good. This is uh, an instruction in the word that is over and over and over good. And this makes being spirit-led super simple. Amen? Because we, 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 we know a few things about being spirit-led, that if we trust in the Lord and we do good, the Spirit's going to be able to lead us in there very, very, really easy. Amen? And He's always going to lead us into trusting Him and doing good. Amen? Um, which, trusting Him isn't always easy in the sense of our flesh, but we can get over it pretty easy. So we want to trust in the Lord and do good. And now I want to share with you another scripture that is very important for us as well, and that is Matthew 6.34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I love this version. I love this version because it makes it so abundantly clear. Each day has enough trouble for itself. Amen. And so we can get worked up thinking, you know, th th today I got excited about some things. I, th I saw some possibilities for the future. Amen. And I started getting really excited about it. And then at some point in the afternoon, that was in the morning, and then at some point in the afternoon, by the time afternoon rolled around, you know, I often say it like this, you can get a doorway into something. You see, okay, the doorway is good, and I'm going to go on in. But then when you get in there, there's a big room, and inside the room there's a whole bunch of stuff to figure out. Amen? And so sometimes the doorway, even though there's op opposition, though the Bible tells us that, uh, even though there's opposition against that doorway, once you finally do get through, you know that it's the door that you want to go through. Once you finally get in there, you're like, oh, all this stuff. And so this morning, I had a, a, a visual kind of doorway. And so I saw into a place that we could go. Amen? Uh, and I got excited about that. I got, I, you know, I just saw, I saw a great effect. I saw uh, rejoicing. I saw all the things that I, I, I want to see naturally, glory to God. And, and, and then all of a sudden in the afternoon, by the time afternoon rolls around, I started getting a little bit worked up because I'm like, well, you know, I've thought about how we're going to make this happen and how we're going to do that and how we're going to do this. And, you know, one thing that I, I saw, I believe it was God's, uh, God's uh, stirring to show me what, what could be ahead, what could be in the future. But what he didn't do is show me how to do it. Amen? And I'd already known I was going to be preaching a message today on being spirit-led. And so uh, it, it's always funny to me, whenever I preach a message about being led, guess what? I have to walk through that process, usually in those days, a little bit harder. And so I had to remind myself of these things that, you know, I don't have to worry about that stuff that's coming up because surely it's bigger than I am. Everything God has me do is bigger than who I am. And everything God's going to have you do is bigger than who you are. We might as well wipe the slate clean right now and just understand it. That everything God is going to do in us is bigger than we are. It's bigger than we can do. It's more than we can afford to pay. It's, it, it's, it's going to take way more resources than we have currently. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But God, you know, the wonderful thing about God is he never consults us on what we're able to do when he wants us to do something. He just says, I want you to do this. And if you will listen, then God will lead you. And if you will listen, God will supply for you. And if you will listen, you will accomplish everything he has for you to accomplish. It's not a hard task. But it first starts with trusting God. First we trust God and then we do good. Amen. But we don't worry about tomorrow. We're not going to get focused on the things we have no control over yet. We're not going to uh, focus on the things that we don't know how we're going to overcome yet. Amen. For tomorrow will care for itself. 
each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen? So deal with what is before you in faith, and God will certainly work it out. Amen? Amen. Brothers and sisters, sometimes it's a daily struggle. And what I mean by that is in the flesh, you have a daily struggle. I have it as well. There's times, I, I can't tell you I, and I, how true the statement is, there has been so many times where I have preached my last message. And what I mean by that is I've gotten in the pulpit and surely I know nothing else. Surely there's nothing else that I could add to this. There's nothing else that I could possibly drum out of my spirit that I could pull out of there. There's nothing else that I could, that I could possibly have that would bless people. Amen? But yet, week after week after week, God calls me back to the same pulpits. Week after week after week, I, we, answer, uh, we answer the same, not the same questions, but questions. Uh, week after week after week, scenarios are brought before me, and the ability to pastor somehow kicks in right when it needs to. And see, this is the thing about God, is it's always bigger than us, it's always more than we can, but being spirit-led is imperative to what we do. Now, what I'm going to present to you today is something that, uh, uh, that, that we need a little bit of balance in, and that's the idea, this understanding of what being spirit-led is, and really what it's not. You know, there's some people that take it too far and they get really goofy with it and being spirit-led, they're like, ooh, and they have all kinds of, like, you know, animations and, and they're very demonstrative about, their, about the spirit coming upon them and, and they, yes, thus verily and yea verily and you verily and me verily and they, you know, just a verily, verily, here verily, there a verily, everywhere a very, verily, verily, glory to God, hallelujah. And there's all these kinds of things that we want to add into the mix, amen? But I'm going to tell you that that's not being spirit-led. Actually, most times when people start off on those rants, they're being flesh-led. Ouch, hallelujah, but it's the truth. It is the truth. When people start, you know, and I'm not saying that the spirit can't do goofy things in us. I've certainly seen it. I've certainly experienced it. And I'm just not going to tell the spirit what he can do. What he can do is what he wants to do, and I'll go with that. Amen? But I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be something that's so strange. In fact, uh, one of the things that, that we often forget is this, the, this idea that God has made us. He's made us. Pinch yourself. You felt that. If you, if you actually listened, amen? Poke yourself. Poke your neighbor. They felt it. God made that. Amen? He made that. He made your flesh. God doesn't hate your flesh. He hates Lives, he hates it when lives are controlled by, by the dictates of emotional flesh or flesh that, that isn't put in under control. But God doesn't hate your flesh. He doesn't hate the natural you. And so the way that God is going to lead us more often than not is in natural means. He's going to lead you in things. You know, I remember when I was first, uh, when, I, when, I, when I first came to the Lord, I was, I, 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 I had, or come back to the Lord really when I was first in, as an adult. And uh, there was this, this guy that I worked with that was a, a real good Christian, but he never went to church. Very spiritual, but he was never in church. Praise the Lord. I love this man dearly. If I saw him today, I love him dearly. But I'm telling you, I know the last time I've seen him, he hasn't progressed very much. In fact, he's digressed. And the reason is, is because he's never gotten connected somewhere. And his reasoning was always false. His re reasoning was always because there was no church that, that, that preached good enough, you know, or right enough. You know what that's called? That's, that's pride. That's spiritual pride. When you can't find any place, because God didn't say, he said, I, I will give you. Pastors after my own heart. 
That doesn't mean everybody that stands in a pulpit is a pastor, but you can certainly find one. Yeah. Amen? Right. And it doesn't mean that we're going to agree with everything each other does, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to anoint someone to stand in that position. Right. Amen? Right. Praise the Lord. But at any rate, this guy taught me a bunch of stuff, and some of it was good, and some of it was kooky. Actually, a lot of it was kooky, and I had to get some of that worked out of me over the years. But one of the things that uh, I remember uh, coming to him, and he was talking about tithing and giving and the importance of doing these things, and these things I still believe in. Tithing and giving are, are incredibly important things if you, if, if you, if you want to be doing, doing right by God. Uh, but I remember where I was like, I, 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 I did it, and then all of a sudden I was like, I, I went and did my, figured my bank account, my checking book. We said checkbooks back then, you know, I did my checkbook. And I was like, wow, I've got extra money in my bank account. It works. This works. And I went to him at work that night and I said, hey, brother. I was like, I got 400. I, I, I mean, I gave this money and then all of a sudden my bank account increased by $400. It was amazing how it happened. And he's like, praise the Lord, you know, we had a, we had a, we had a time. Glory to God. But then, uh, you know, I think a day went by and I realized that I, I, I did something wrong with my numbers. And there indeed didn't happen to be $400 there that was just spiritually there. But you see, wrong thinking would believe that. Right thinking would make me go back and find that error a lot, error a lot earlier than I did. Why? Because God does not, he's not going to multiply money that way probably. You know, out of all the things, all the times that Jesus ate, we only see at least once where he multiplied the food, right? Well, I mean, he did it a couple of times, but, you, you, you know, but he ate certainly a lot more times than that, you know? And that's, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is this. You know, we, the, 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 the major, uh, the mind-blowing, the, the, those out-of-the-ordinary things that happen, they certainly happen. We don't want to limit God. That same God that walked on water 2,000 years ago could walk on water today if he was here, could make you walk on water if he wanted you to do so. Amen? I'm just saying before you step out of the boat, make sure it's God. Amen? You know what I mean? And so being spirit-led isn't hard. There's a practicality. There's practical ways of doing it. And, and, and it will work in our natural life. You see, God has increased us financially in amazing ways over the years. But he's used natural methods to do so. And what I mean by natural methods is he's given us divine ideas that we didn't see before. He's, he's opened doors of opportunity that we didn't have before. And certainly God can multiply you that way. But don't go praying for a money tree in the backyard because it probably won't happen. And if you did get one, then you better be tithing off of it. That's all I'm saying. Glory to God. Praise the Lord because if you want that thing to continue growing, you better be doing something with it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, so, so we understand this. Being led, uh, spirit-led isn't a difficult thing, but we're going to get into it. Amen? And, and, and this is important for us to do, very important for us to do. Romans 8.14. Go ahead and turn there with me. You know, it's funny because we, we, we think about all the amazing, these, 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 these uh, super awesome things Jesus did, right? Turning water into wine. That, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, walking on water, pretty awesome. Putting the dude's ear back on when it got hacked off. That's pretty cool, right? All those things are pretty awesome. You know, he, but, but, but Jesus did a lot, he, you know, with all of those things. What's amazing is that Jesus never taught to be led by signs and wonders. In fact, he said that a, it's an evil and adulterous generation that seeks after a sign. 
So in other words, uh, it, it's not that we reject signs. We don't go that far with it and say, well, there isn't any, you know, miracles and, and stuff like that. We don't throw it all out. But we understand that there's a practical aspect of things, and if God wants to move in that way, he will. Amen? And certainly there are times where God will empower his people to do that. There's a lot of times where he'll empower his people to do that. But I'm going to present something to you. God doesn't empower people that are poor stewards of what they have currently. God, out of all the supernatural things that Jesus did, the practical things he did abounded. The things he taught people to do practically, day to day, how to live here and there. He never said live by miracles. He never said live by signs and wonders. He said live by faith in God. He said live by trust in God. He said to do good, trust God and to do good. To do the things, to trust him, put your trust in him when it doesn't, certainly yes, when you have mountains before you, certainly you can trust God that those mountains will move and maybe they need supernatural means to move them. Yes, you can believe God for those things, but God will do things in your life through practical methods because that's what he's ordained. Amen? So let's go ahead and read this, Romans 8, 14. It says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen? Amen? You could say it this way. These are the children of God. Those who are being led by the Spirit of God. Now, those, that word being led or those words being led can, can if, we, if we look at them wrong, can throw us off a little bit. See, that word being isn't even in, the, the, isn't even, it's not a translatable word. There's no word there for that. That was added for, for context. But the word led, you do get being led out of that. But, but literally what it is, is it, it means to be led by taking hold of. Amen? And so when it says uh, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, or being led by the Spirit of God, is as many as are led by taking hold of with the Spirit of God, or by the Spirit of God. By, a lot of times, is also translated with. Those words are interchangeable in the Greek uh, uh, the, the Greek language, those words would be used both ways, amen? And so, when, when, why do we say this? Why do we get into these things? It's like, is, it, is the word so hard for us that we can't just know it by reading the English? Well, certainly it's easy that we can read it by the English. But you know, we have different translations, don't we? And you know what I've found is that different translations use different kinds of words, and the different words they use, they use them for different reasons, but the people that use those different words is because they went back to the Greek or the Hebrew or the Aramaic in some cases, uh, a few anyways, they go back and they read those and they try to come up with the best way of presenting it to you. And that's, that's awesome, that's good for us. But you know, sometimes words uh, get outdated, sometimes uh, uh, phrases change, or sometimes we've just been taught something a certain way so many times, or we... We, I don't know about you, have you ever read a scripture one way a, 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 a thousand times and then all of a sudden you hear somebody preaching and they're like, oh yeah, and I see that angle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you put the, 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 the emphasis in the right place, if you put the inflection, you know, in the right area, it can change uh, a little bit the understanding of it. And that's not to confuse us, but this is why we need, uh, this is why we need continual training in these things. So we continually look at them right, amen? But uh, to lead, uh, to be led by taking hold of. And so we understand here that it's not just that those who sit around and wait for the Spirit to lead them. God is never that kind of God. He's not a just wait around until something happens kind of God. Jesus went. 
and he said to go. Jesus went, he said go. You know what that applies to? Everything we do. Now, that doesn't mean to run out in front of God and say, okay, I'm going to just start making things happen. That's not it either. But the idea is, is that we take hold of, uh, of the things of God, as we take hold of his word in his direction, and we listen for his spirit, he will lead us in every step of the way. In fact, I've found so many times, practically speaking, in my life, that a lot of times that the knowledge of what I need to do doesn't happen until I've actually stepped into it. But, you know, you might say to me, is that actually scriptural? And I'll say, I can t tell you all through scripture. Moses had to put the staff into the water before the water split. He had to head to the waters before he even got there. Amen? You, you, you know, before, they were, before the plagues came, they had to, they, they had to go into the, the, the land. Uh, or he had to go to Pharaoh. He had to go present himself. And you remember, he was a, 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 in, a, in a bad place when he went there. So he had to go by faith. He had to step out and go by faith. You know, praise the Lord. Uh, Joseph, when he was told by the Lord to, 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 to stockpile land in, or stockpile food in Egypt and provisions because there was a famine coming, he had to step into that before, before that even uh, uh, manifested. Uh, I go back to Jesus breaking the, the fish and the loaves as he did it. It wasn't that all of a sudden Jesus prayed and that there was all the food they needed. That as they broke the bread, as they broke the fish and passed it out, as they walked, it just never stopped. You know, as uh, the, 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 the widow in the Old Testament that was told to fill the jars of oil, as many jars as she got and she filled, turned to oil, were filled with water, turned to oil. As many as she got and filled. If she got five, five were filled. If she got ten, ten were filled. Amen? And it was a one-time thing. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And so uh, we, we, we see this over and over and over. Peter, until he, he didn't walk on water until he stepped out. Jesus didn't uh, coerce him out. He said, come. And so Peter, Peter came. Praise the Lord. And so everything with God, or, or I should say a lot of things with God. I don't want to say everything because I don't know everything about God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to make that clear in case you didn't know. But, uh, uh, you, you, you know, everything or a lot of things with God seem to happen that way. He takes great, great joy in the idea of us having faith in him. And that's literally what it means to trust God and to do good. To trust God and to do what you know is good. That means as much as you know today, you can trust him in it and you can do good as much as you can today. And as you step into those things, God will empower you. He will lead you. He will, he will increase you. Praise the Lord. But I want, to, I want to encourage you on this because this is very important, especially if you're running our circles, right? Led by the Spirit is not going with whatever whim that someone comes up with. Whatever harebrained idea that you think that the Spirit told you to do. Glory to God. And you know what I'm talking about. You've seen it, you've seen people do it, or you've done it yourself. People say, oh, the, the Lord came on, he told me to do this. And then certainly you've done that, and what happened? Ultimate failure. Because you didn't put principles in practice. You didn't live according to stewardship. You didn't live according to uh, God's direction that he's already given in his word. See, God's spirit isn't going to override the word. It's not going to say, oh, just ignore the word and just do what I tell you to do. His spirit will never do that. Why? Because John 14 tells us that his spirit leads us in line with the word. He reminds us of the word. He reminds us of the truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so everything the spirit is going to do will line up and back up, be backed up 
with the word of God. So what would behoove us is to know the word of God. The better we know the word of God, then the more we can be led by the Spirit, or the better we can be led by the Spirit, because there are things that are coming to try to rob us. Amen? But, uh, but it, it, it is so imperative for us to understand. It's not just doing whatever uh, anybody comes up with. There's practical aspects to the things, now, uh, to, to the things that we walk out. And, and we have to be okay with that. Actually, I, I don't know if this is premature to share this or not. Maybe I'll get there, maybe I won't. But um, praise the Lord. Until you learn to be led by God's word, he's not going to really teach you how to be led by his spirit. And what I mean is until you, be, uh, until you will learn to degrees, but not big degrees. A lot of times, you know, I find it interesting over the years as a pastor, just now uh, uh, almost nine years, I've seen this enough to, 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 to get a real kick out of it. Uh, how many people come to me and say, well, God told me to do this. It's like, oh, really? Have you read the word? Have you read what the word says? And you can't convince. I'm going to tell you right now, especially real super spiritual Christians, you cannot convince them of the truth no matter what you present to them, no matter how you show them in the word, because if they believe that God has told them to do something, they will follow it to their own demise. I have seen it over and over and over again. That friend of mine, that one that helped me learn to be a Christian, that one to help me start walking, and, and he introduced me to all the stuff that, that we preach today, all this, this kind of teaching. And it's so sad that all, so often in our camp is where the goofiest people get to. And it makes all the other Christians in the rest of the world look at us and say, they're a bunch of goofy people, I don't want anything to do with that. But see, they take an element of the truth and they twist it or they warp it because they get deceived, thinking that they're led. But because they won't submit to truth, they won't submit to the word and most times won't submit to a body of believers. See, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the most basic things that God calls us to is to be submitted to a local body of believers. I could show you scripture after scripture after scripture of it. So somebody who comes to me with great leadings of God that doesn't know how to submit to a local body of believers, I'm going to question that. Why? Because the first thing God's going to lead you in is to do his word, to do his truth. He's going to lead you in the things that matter to him. Do you notice that, that two-thirds of the New Testament was not written to individuals, but was written to what? Churches. Churches. It was written to churches. It was in the coming together of the churches where the power was found. It was in the coming together. The churches, the buildings, are they important? They are because they represent the people, or they should. A church that is, uh, a church that is just dead and empty doesn't represent the people. But a church where people congregate and come to hear the word of God, to come to do the work of God, hallelujah, to, to be a launching place, that is, that, and, and this is the way God's going to do things. You know, we have prophets that run around, uh, you, you know, the place, and they'll go from church to church to church, and they'll have the thus, thus saith the Lord's and the yea verilies and all these things, but it's goofy, it's wrong, and it's not biblical. Hallelujah. What is that? It's people who are full of spiritual pride and will not submit. God has called every single one of us to submit yeah. to the others. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Man, this is so much deeper and thicker than I thought it was going to be, but it's good. Amen? It's going to help us. Praise the Lord. But just because some people are goofy 
doesn't mean we throw out the baby with the bathwater. Just because some people are in error doesn't mean that we just say, well, there's, well there, then there's no prophets because most of the ones I see are, are, are dumb. Right? No, you, that, that, that would be foolish. That, you, you know, and there's all kinds of people that claim. It's like, well, this, this is passed away. Well, oh, yeah, where does the word say that? It doesn't say that. You never point to scripture where it says that. In fact, all of the direction for those things are in the New Testament churches. Glory to God. And we see it all the way through Revelation. And a lot of Revelation hasn't even happened yet. So if we see it there, we've got to kind of ask ourselves, well, that's, that's free, no charge. Glory to God. Uh, praise, praise the Lord. It was the extra fries, in case you didn't know. It was the extra nugget. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But God, uh, he, he wants us to be spirit-led. It says, the Bible's been clear, as many... Uh, or who are, who are being, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, the true children of God. And it doesn't mean that, uh, you, you know, the idea are, are the ones, the sons are the ones that get the inheritance. Yeah. Amen? Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. So now we're going to go to a place that I think is really important to go to. Uh, Galatians 5.22, but I want to bring it up in the Amplified. And the reason I'm going to bring it up in the Amplified is because it's so good in the Amplified. Amen? Now, I very rarely use the Amplified anymore, not because I hate it or anything like that. I just don't find it as necessary. But when I, I, I had this actually written in my notes, read, and I have it written in my Bible, read this in the Amplified. Amen? If you don't know what the Amplified is, the Amplified version takes those, uh, those languages and it, and it kind of uh, ex extracts all the goodness out of them. It gives us what the, the idea is. Some things are hard to understand if we didn't get them Amplified. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so I'm going to read it here. I don't have the Amplified Bible by my iPad, so I'll read it from there. And then, uh, Galatians 5, 23 through 25, glory to God. We all often commonly know these as the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. But remember, what is the fruit of something? The fruit is something that comes from that thing, right? The fruit tells you about the thing that it came from. Jesus said if the tree is good, the fruit will be good. So if the fruit's good, the tree's good, Right? And so whatever the fruit is, we can judge it. But see, now this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about being led by a spirit. Let's look at what the fruits are. But I want you to see it in the Amplified. I think this is so important. Amen? So Galatians 5.22, it says, But uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, now look at this, the work which his presence within accomplishes. I like that. That's what the fruit of the Holy Spirit is. The, the Holy Spirit has one purpose, uh, or, or I should say, He's got few purposes for being here on earth. He didn't need to be here except for a few purposes, and that's what the Lord had directed him to do. He's here to convict the world of sin. Thank God for that. But he's also here to lead and guide the church. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we have the Holy Spirit to do these wonderful things and to empower the church. I should say that as well. Lead, guide, and empower the church. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work, work which his presence within accomplishes. Oh, I can hang out on this all day. I've had salvation calls where people have, yes, I want to receive Jesus. They do it. They pray the prayer, whatever. You never see them again. You find out later on they're all living like the devil. They're not. Did they truly get saved? Doubtful. I doubt it very highly. Why? Because there is something that happens when somebody truly accepts Jesus. There is something that happens to an individual. It doesn't just let you do what the world does or what you, the world did before, or what you did before. Now, it doesn't mean you won't do things that the world does, but you won't be able to do them without the conviction of God because the Holy Spirit now resides on the inside of you. Unless you sin so much, 
that you callous yourself to it, to the Holy Spirit, the leading, and then he can't speak to you about it. And then there's a different work that has to happen. Amen? So there's a, a, a work that is present within the individual when the Holy Spirit is there, working. Amen? The work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper and forbearance. Kindness, goodness, benevolence. Do you know what benevolence is? It's giving. Praise the Lord. Boy, you could, you could hear a pin drop in this Presbyterian congregation. Hallelujah. Somebody said that. I, mean, I think Dr. Dufresne used to say that. You can hear a pin drop in here. Amen. The holy hush, we like to call it. Benevolence. Being, we should be known by our giving, the people of God. We should be known by our giving, the people of God. Not just what we give to a church, not just what we give to brothers and sisters in Christ, but what we give to the world. Hallelujah. Benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control or self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. You know what? Let's just look at those real quick. I wasn't planning on doing that. But let's look at it, because right before the great fruits of the Spirit, it tells us what the works of the flesh are. Amen? The opposite. Praise God. Hallelujah. Am I in the right book? Yep, there we are. Uh, let's see. Verse 19. Chapter 5, verse 19 of Galatians. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. So these are not the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The deeds of the flesh are evident. They are immor immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, Actually, carousing is interesting. Um, I think about this a lot, revelries too. Uh, when we were in, we went to Nashville on our way back from Gatlinburg. And Nashville, you know, Tennessee is kind of a, a real conservative state and, and typically, uh, you know, uh, thought of as a, a, a real Christian, strong Christian population. In, in, in Nashville, of course, is, uh, you know, the, the capital of, uh, it's the capital, right? The capital of, of, of Tennessee, I think. And uh, if not, it's the big, big city. It's called, now called the L.A. of the West. But, you know, Nashville, there's a lot of things that come out of there. And country music one being, you know, it came out of Tennessee. And, of course, it was big in Nashville, you know, the Grand Ole Opry and all that stuff. And, of course, a lot of country music, they talk about, you know, uh, you, you know they talk about God in some of their songs. Of course, they talk a lot, a lot of other things, too. But, but you know, they include God in it, which you don't always get everywhere else. But Nashville is kind of known for, you, you, you know, for that, uh, to, to be that thing. But when we went there, it was quite interesting. We went there just to see it. And I took my family and we were walking around. And, you know, every corner down the one main strip, there's bar after bar after bar after bar. And there was people that were carousing, 
They're out there. And I'm just going to tell you something. For a place that is supposed to be so conservative, it's very few places I've been in that were that evil. And you could feel it. You could feel it coming out. These people were just, and, and, and the thing is, is these people were, they were, they, they were partying and they were, which is what carousing is, and they were, they were doing all these things, revelries, if you read that in your scripture, it's the same thing. They were doing all these things, and in, in, in the, the, the sad part about it, where my heart was breaking, is because when we see this here coming up, these people are all going to hell if they continue on that path. That's the future of that. And, you know, the, the, they, they think that they're good. A lot of them think that they're fine because, heck, we're the, we're, 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 we're the, you know, we're the, we're the safe ones. We're the ones that are, 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 are conservative. We're the, but this is the lifestyle that they live. And it was just, it was pure evil. There was people that, what's that? Yeah, we had to get out of there. We couldn't even stay there. And so I say this even, you know, in, in things like that with the Holy Spirit moving among us, or moving on us. How can Christians embrace such evil? And the truth of the matter is, is because they've dulled their senses to the point where they can't even hear of the Spirit. But you see, the, the, the reason that I'm bringing these up, the reason that we're reading these, and we're going to go on with them here, um, praise God. And things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I warned, uh, forewarned you, uh, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so people that are practicing this, the, 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 this living this way, and the reason I bring all this up is because this is what's entered into the, the American church. It's this idea of this, just this, this loose living, this just not, not really thinking about the effects of what we're doing and, and how it's being portrayed, how, what it's seeing to the world. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to tell you right now, is that if as a Christian, the things that you do excite your non-Christian friends or your non-Christian relatives... Dear Jesus, hallelujah, be careful. Because that's exactly what we see in the world. I, I see it all over the place, and it's awful. I see Christians that are, 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 are fighting and creating factions and divisions amongst themselves even so, so, so fast and so great. What do you think that's doing to the world? You want the world to be saved. You want to be reaching people, but at the same time, you're acting just like the world. You know, when people are, they, 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 they won't get their house in order. They won't get the things straightened out that they need to, to do. They won't get their, you know, I'll, I'll just be honest. Can I, can I say a real major one? They'll really, I don't know if they'll step on toes, but it's true. And it came to me, so I might, might as well say it. Christians that won't get their finances in order. They, they, they won't figure out their lives. They won't get their finances in order. Christians, I see this all the time. Christians that live paycheck to paycheck and not even that because they won't be good stewards. Yeah. I'm not talking about people that are struggling or people that are having a hard time. I'm not talking about that. But, you, you know, the work of the Lord goes unfunded and people dump money into all kinds of garbage and don't even think about it. They don't think twice about it. And then they get mad at some preacher when he says, well, we got, you know, this offering or that offering to raise up. Well, we need to consider what we're doing because God didn't bless us just for us. Or what about our abilities? What about the ta talents? What about the things that we have to offer? You know, see, we, we want to be, we talk about this being spirit-led thing, we, or we love this idea of being spirit-led, and yet we reject God by the very th way that we live. We reject His Spirit, the fruits of His Spirit. You ask yourself when you're doing something, if you're wondering if it's right or wrong, you don't need, you don't need somebody to tell you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Ask yourself. Pit it up against the Word. Does it produce the fruits of the Spirit? Because Christians should only be producing the fruits of the Spirit. Now, the fruits of the Spirit will work out naturally for you. They'll help your natural life. 
And so fruits of the Spirit will definitely bless you. And so uh, they're, 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 it's not something that we should be afraid of by any means. But is, is, is my action producing and promoting love? Is my action producing and promoting joy? Is it producing and promoting peace? You know, this is a really interesting thing because sometimes we get caught up in our heads about what we're doing or what we're not doing or being wrong or being right or whatever. And, you know, like I, I was doing a little bit of that on the way here. I was kind of, you know, I kind of wrapped up in my head a little bit, just, just a little bit. Amen. It happens, you know. Praise the Lord. Even the best of us get wrapped up. That's a joke. Glory to God. But, you know, I, it was wrapped up in my head a little bit. We're on our way here. And, you know, we had the Jeep. It was a beautiful day out. And it's always, you know, when it's a beautiful day, but it was one of those fall beautiful days. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even get them in the summertime. And the best days in the summer, they don't equate to a good fall day. I just, my opinion. But we're, we're, we're coming down, you know, and my, my wife and I had a meeting earlier with some, some folks from our Mayville church. And so we, we uh, when we were coming back, it was a nice morning. So I flipped open the top to the Jeep. And I left it open. And we came out. She's like, what vehicle were you taking? Oh, look at the sun. It's not hard to know. You know, it's a nice day out. It's beautiful weather, and she's got her hair pulled up, in a, so she ain't going to have Jeep hair, so I know we can do this. I'm like, I'll tell you which one. We're going to take the Jeep. We'll leave the top open. And we do. You know, all the way here, it's just like it, it, was just, it was just a peaceful ride. I was just, you know, in, inside I was just, I was just feeling good. Yeah. I was just feeling good. Yeah. And, 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 you know, my wife said, what, what, a, what a peaceful ride it is today. And I said, yeah. I was like, you know, but I don't feel very spiritual. See, there's a carnality coming out, right? And she said, do you feel the peace or something like that? And I said, yeah, I do feel it. And she's like, that's pretty spiritual, right? I mean, there's so, so many words is what, 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 you, what you portrayed to me, praise the Lord. Yeah, because why? Fruit, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. If it produces peace... Glory to God. And not because it's, you've been ignoring that nagging in your spirit and then you just finally, the spirit stops talking to you and so now I have peace to do it. You know, that's another thing that people try to pull, but we know that's garbage. Glory to God. And if you think that's right, well, I'm sorry for you. Amen. Uh, you, you need to get it right because it's not. You know, if you ignore the spirit enough, hallelujah. But anyway, but peace. If it doesn't produce peace, then it's not for you because you're a born-again believer in Christ. Because you've got his spirit trying to work something in you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Patience. Oh, glory, we love that word. Even temper and forbearance. Kindness, goodness. If it's not producing kindness, if it's, you know, my heart is smote all the time. As a Christian who, who endeavors to follow the spirit, my heart can't not be smote. Yeah. It's smote all the time when I'm a little bit harsh to my wife. When I'm a little bit harsh to one of my kids. When I'm a little bit harsh to, 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 to somebody around me or, or I say something that was just a little bit, you know, there was just a little bit of, I don't even know why. Have you ever said that? You've just, you said something to somebody and there was just a little tinge of something off about it and you don't even know why it was there. You don't even know why it came out of you, but you just knew it wasn't quite right. That's called it's time for repentance. It's time to look at that and not be so full of pride that you can't look at them and say, you know what? The way I said that was wrong. Amen. I just had a real good one. It happened to me the other day. I said that to my wife, and she said, yeah, that was wrong. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to repent here. Don't make it harder on me. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like these, these things, uh, we want to be spirit-led into greater things. We want God to do wonderful things through us. We want, we want to see God, Lord, Lord, open the doors to me so I can see the things that I need to do. But in the whole time, we're ignoring the very simple things of the Spirit that he's given us to know. He's given us this to judge things by. Actually, the way I see it is like this. Galatians 5, 20 through, for tw through 25 is kind of like a Holy Ghost coloring book. Do you know what coloring books are for? People that want something really pretty but aren't talented. That's what it's for. You know, remember, there, was a, there was a thing for a while, and if you did this, praise the Lord, just don't say anything to anyone. I don't know anyone in here that's done this. But there was, a, 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 there was like this thing for a while, this adult coloring books. You know, it still may be a thing, but people would post a picture of their adult coloring book picture, and then they'd get really excited about it, and all these people, oh, it looks so beautiful. I'm like, they filled in the lines with color. <laughs> They took a color that already existed and they put it in the lines. The lines were put there for them. Like, yeah, it might look pretty, but there's no talent involved in that. So if you, if you got to have that to feel inflated, well, then we got to talk about some things. Amen? And I don't want you to feel bad if you did. If you did, well, you've grown since then. Amen? Maybe you have adult coloring books at home. Do them. They're, they're great, wonderful things. I love putting together puzzles. and I, I love building things and, and constructing things, but I like putting together a puzzle, a pre-made picture that's cut in a certain way that'll only fit a certain way. And so if I don't put it together in that certain way, it won't work. And I get done with that, and I, I feel the, the pride. I feel the accomplishment. Amen? And we do have those things for, for that. Amen? But that's what this is. This is a Holy Ghost Mad Lib. Just put in the adverb. Just put in the verb. Just fill in the noun. Just do it. Here, we'll even tell you if it's a noun or a proper noun. Yeah. Amen? See, that's what the Holy Ghost, that's what the Lord has given us when he's given us these things. He's like, you want to know if your life's right? Just put it up against the Spirit. Because the Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so if I want to be a true son, then I want to be spirit-led. Spirit and if I'm going to be spirit-led, how do I know if I'm spirit-led? I look and see if I have evidence of the fruits of the Spirit working in me. And if I have those things, then by God, we have something going on here. We're doing something good. Amen? Praise the Lord. And, and you know, it, it is just amazing how God will lead you by some of the simplest things. Do you know how I know I'm not out of the will of God? Because I am, I am completely correctable by the word and open to the word at any point if someone brings it to me. Completely correctable by it. And what I mean by that is even when it's hard, and I've found it hard at times, that I will submit myself to the word. And I believe that about myself. Amen? I'm not deluding myself anywhere that I know. I have others that look into my life that would also share with me if, if that was the truth. Amen? But I, so I'm completely correctable by the word. To the best of my knowledge, I'm doing everything that God's telling me to do. And the things that I'm having a hard time with that God has told me to do, I'm doing my best to be able to be a person that fulfills those things. If I need change, Listen, I'm, there's things I've been trying to change for years that God's been working on me on. You know what I say? I say, Lord, I'm still working. I'm trying to get there. I need your help. I can't do it myself. You know those things, right? Yeah. You know those things are impossible for you to change? Yeah. But see, pride will tell, you, will, will tell you, well, what you need to do is you need to go justify why you won't change and then come up with a reason why you can keep being wrong. But see, somebody who's submitted to the Word and submitted to the Spirit is somebody who will say, you know what? I recognize I need change, and I recognize that I need help. I told uh, a young man today, I said, you know, it's spiritual pride, and not because he was, he was embracing it, but I said it's spiritual pride to think that we don't need help. Yeah. To sit there and think, well, I'm just going to do it myself or by myself or whatever. It's spiritual pride. Yeah. 
It's pride in general. Why? Because you're relying on yourself. We all, God has created us to need each other. We can't all be all parts of the body. And therefore, if we're going to be part of the body, we have to be the part we're supposed to be. And allow the parts that are supposed to be another part to be that, their part. Amen. Amen? Praise God. Even on a shorter message, I'm not getting through to the end. I'm just telling you the truth. Praise the Lord. But, but, but you understand, there's, you know, and the, the unction is this way to talk about these things and to draw these things out because, brothers and sisters, you, and you don't need to leave here sad. I don't think you are. I mean, you'll, most of you look pretty happy anyways, or at least content, or at least not worse than you ever had before. So glory to God. You know, we're, we're, and you came back, so everybody here has been here at least once. You came back, and so you at least looked as good as you did before. Maybe a tinge better, praise the Lord. And so you understand that, you know, God is just trying to help us see, because he wants us to be effective at being spirit-led. But, you know, it's easy to get, uh, uh, get wrapped up into things that aren't being spirit-led and think that it's some kind of complicated thing. But the reason that I'm saying this stuff, and I was, I was starting to bring how I know that I'm in the will of God or the best that I, the best that I know, is because I'm, I, I'm doing everything that I know. I'm not doing everything that I know. And I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm submitted to the word. I'm submitted to a pastor. I'm submitted to spiritual over, oversight. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And so because of all those things that the word tells us to do, the best of my ability I'm doing them, I can know that I'm in God's will. Why? It's up to him to tell me to do something else if he wants me to do something else. It's up to him to tell me to figure out how to do something if I'm to figure it out. It's up to him to tell me that. Amen? See, God didn't make it hard. Being spirit-led is not a hard thing. Being spirit-led is one of the easiest things in the world. He's given us all the things to know. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we want to finish here. It says, and, and those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, uh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the, whole, by the Spirit. Amen? I have this written down because there's these, these, these two sets of words here that I see in verse 25 that are really, really exciting to me. If we, let us. If we are, then let us. In other words, if we are, then we will do. We'll do what we are because that's what we're called to be. Amen? <clears throat> so we have this outline in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Like I said, it's a Holy Ghost coloring book, coloring books for, for the untalented. So if you're like, I have no talent, you are right there. Praise the Lord. You, you have qualified for this project. Amen. You have qualified for coloring class. Amen. Walking in the Spirit isn't freaky weird. It's very, very practical. <clears throat> now, I, I want to kind of close or get into closing. You know, we, we, I might be able to mostly get there. So, so many people are being led by things and ideas, even Christian ones, yeah. instead of being led by the Spirit into things and ideas. Let me say that again. So many Christians are being led by things and ideas instead of by the Spirit into things and ideas. What that is, is so many people, you know, they... Like, this is what Christians do, and so this is what I'm just going to do. 
And there's, there's no balance. There's no real, like, looking into the word. You know, like, I just, I, I, I you know, I just always said this. Like, I, I've had people over the years, uh, when I work, especially when I used to work in the factory, and I had more, um, more time with people that didn't go to church with me, and, and we would sit there and talk, and people would always quote things about God that were never true. They would quote things like, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. No, he doesn't. He's told us all his ways. He told us the ways that, we work, that work that apply to us. He's led us out of the mystery. Some of the things in the Old Testament were mysterious to them because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have Christ. They didn't have the completion of the New Testament, of the, uh, of the work of Christ. Hallelujah. But we have all that. So it shouldn't be a mystery to us. It shouldn't be a surprise to us. When God moves on us to do something, it, should, it's not, it's not that, it doesn't have to be mysterious. Part of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to do, is lead us into all things that pertain to our life. Amen? So we don't have to be led into ideas. I've, I've mentioned it before, I ain't going to rant on it today, but Christians in politics. You know, Christians have, I, I, I said to a Christian recently, oh, praise the Lord. I looked at this person right in, the, right in the face, good friend, right? I looked at him and I said, would you ever vote in line with this party, dot, dot, dot? And I shared the party, I'm going to share it tonight. And they looked at me and they're like, Oh, no. Like, no way. You got to be kidding. I like, like they, were, they were almost, you know, bent that I even said it, but they realized quickly what I was getting at. See, the minute you make absolutes that aren't scriptural, now I'm not telling you got to vote for any party. I'm not telling you that voting in any party is good or bad. That's not, not the point of what I'm saying. So don't get all twisted in what I'm saying, amen? What I'm saying is, is every time you say you won't, you close the door to the Holy Spirit being, leading you. Amen? Because this is, this is the thing you have to know. There's a lot of evil out in the world, and it doesn't just apply. Shoot, there's a lot of evil in a lot of churches. I said there's a lot of evil in a lot of churches. There's a lot of evil in a lot of churches. So you better be careful how you're voting. And I'm saying, speaking of that generally, not talking about elections, politics, what you're voting, signing up for, what you're agreeing with. Well, I'll put my stamp of approval on this. Why? Because so-and-so said it, and this is what, you know, what does the word say, Amen? Praise the Lord. I want to close with the scripture, Hebrews 4.12. I just want to bring it up. I'm not going to flip there. Write it down. Go do it later. This scripture for years, oh man, for years really got me kind of, I wanted to really understand the scripture, right? And this is one of those scriptures that I've heard dissertations on, people going into deep about it. What does it mean to divide? Well, let's just read it first. It says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so I even, I mean, I sat down one day. You, I, I got it written down somewhere. I sat down with a piece of paper and I wrote the spirit and the soul and joints and the marrow. And I started figuring it all out and trying to, okay, how to, and I make graphs and things. And I got, I mean, I spent probably a couple hours on it. And I finally got to a pretty good understanding of what I thought it was. And I figured out later I was wrong. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, this isn't trying to give us into some deep, this, this is actually, this scripture is really uh, meant to be, it's, it's kind of poetic. And what it is, is it's kind of like, uh, like exaggeration, and it's like, not, not exaggeration, like none of it applies, but it's, what it's trying to tell us is it's, because it, 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 the point of the scripture is the word of God judges the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It gets in there all the nooks and crannies. 
It gets into all those spaces. It gets in deep where, where deep things hide. And the word of God, if you will allow it, will judge those things. It will tell you what the thoughts and the intents of your heart are. It will direct you on whether or not they're right. And people reject it, reject the truth of God, and thus reject the spirit of God. You say, is that possible? Well, that's exactly what they do. Because the spirit never rejects the word. So what the, scriptures, what the scripture is pointing us to is that the thoughts and the intents of the heart are judged through the word. So we need the word and the spirit working hand in hand. What was Jesus here? Do you understand what Jesus was? He was the word working with the spirit to do the will of the father. Praise God. We've been given the word and given his spirit to do the will of the Father. See, it, it crosses lines. It's, it, it, there, there's no outdated date on it. There's no there's expiration date. That's what, there's no expiration date on it. Glory to God that the things that God was doing then, he still wants to do today. But it matters in people that are being spirit-led. Now, this is really what I want to close with, this thought. That is, until you, have an, uh, until you are effective... At the base things, he's not going to get you into deeper things. So until you're effective at discerning with the word, the thoughts, and the intents of your own heart, God isn't going to be dumping great spiritual revelation on you. He's not going to be coming to you with, 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 with all the, 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 the moves of the spirit and the great outpourings of the spirit. These things won't happen in people that are complacent and just like, you know, about the word and nonchalant about it. Amen? First there is the Word, and then the fruits of the Spirit in line with the Word. My job as a pastor is to help people with the knowledge of what and how, and to help people, you know, guide people down that road. The, the, in, in Ephesians 4, it tells us that the, the ministry offices, which includes the office of the pastor, is to help with the perfection, perfecting of the saints. Because I'm supposed to teach people, and that's what this is. That's what we do. We come together for the point of hearing the word and to hear what the Spirit has to say about the word and how to be more effective at what we do. Because the problem, one of the greatest problems, is an ineffective church in the world. We want to be an effective church, and the way that that's going to happen is walking in line with the Spirit. But we're not going to ever walk in line with the Spirit until we first obey His word. Obey the word, follow the Spirit, and God will open doors to you increasingly. But one of the things that I've learned, and you'll probably learn this too if you haven't already, is that the trials and the things that we have to walk through, most of the time, have to do with what we still haven't learned yet. If we would learn them quicker, we would embrace them sooner, and get to the truth, the fix, faster, those trials would end quicker, and we would be able to move into what God really has. Because... God isn't just going to, you know, Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, but he adds no sorrow to it. Don't pray to win the lottery. God ain't going to help you. It just ain't going to happen. But if, you, if you're a, a good steward with the things that God has given you, and you move forward with being a good steward of the things that, he wants to, that he's given you already to do, he will certainly increase you. I'm not talking about finances here. I mean, it, implies to, it applies to that, but I'm talking about everything. Follow the Spirit into what the Spirit wants you to do, glory to God, in line with God's Word. And as we do this, as we, as we look for those fruits, and what we're actually, we, 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 will, we will see that little bits of perfecting in us every day. You can see it every day. You know what the other great thing is about God, too? I want to uh, kind of end on this note, because I think it's a real good note. When you have little victories, 
Like today you can have a little victory. Leaving here today you can have one little victory, right? Do you know something that, that God immediately jump starts it when that happens? That's like, you know, when you're turning over an engine and, and it's like if, if, if your battery's dead, I've learned this a lot because I've had a lot of bad de dead batteries this year, but when, when, if it had that one more crank, it would have got going. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ever been there? Yeah. See, as Christians, if we, if we allow it to crank, it, God, God will take those little things, that one little crank, you know, I had a bunch of cranks before, but that one little crank, he'll turn it right over and make the engine start running. Yeah. See, God, that's the thing about God is it doesn't matter where we're at. He will take off running with us. Praise the Lord if we will do it right now. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, I hope you leave here encouraged today. I hope you leave here with some direction today. Follow God's spirit. Follow the fruits. Look for them in your life. And if you need help with them, you know, I, I encourage talk to one another. Uh, you know, be like you know, be able to op be open and, and share things with one another, with us, with whatever you know, and, and, and see how that doesn't change in things. Amen. We are the ones who decide where we go. Praise the Lord. There ain't no devil in hell. There ain't no lousy next door neighbor. There ain't no nasty boss that decides where we go. But the Holy Spirit working in us will take us right, right, always on from glory to glory. Amen.